Oh, yes, definitely, you are. Then I smiled hopefully at her. She smiled back. Do you know, you're the one person I can totally trust. Even Nicola, that's her best friend, can be two-faced sometimes, but not you. I grinned modestly. And you're just so nice as well. No boy likes to be called nice, as that usually means you're wetter than a haddock's underpants. But I made allowances for Ruth tonight. She was all upset and wasn't really thinking what she was saying. Next, we started having a bit of a reminisce about our days in the Wizard of Oz. She remembered that kiss and me taking off my brace first. But she'd forgotten what I asked her afterwards. Go on, tell me, she cried. I said, Are you my girlfriend now? And what did I say? Nothing. You just smiled a lot. But how cruel! I know, I sighed deeply and smiled. I never got over it either. Ruth was about to say something else when, most annoyingly, her mobile went off. It was her dad telling her to come home right now. I walked Ruth to her door. She borrowed one of my coats and looked dead cute in it too. When she suddenly decided she couldn't go in yet, so we linked arms and strolled around for ages more until her dad called again in a right fury. We were now quite a long way from Ruth's house, but she knew of a shortcut through someone's back garden. We were sneaking across the garden when, from out of nowhere, this massive dog came bounding towards us, and he was not happy. In fact, he was barking at us like crazy. Ruth fell over with shock, and the dog came charging towards her, but I jumped in front of Ruth and stayed there like her bodyguard. Meanwhile, the dog snarled at us most enthusiastically. It really was in a filthy mood, and then it opened its huge mouth. When it closes it, I thought, it'll be taking away a chunk of my anatomy with it. Ruth let out a sharp squeal, but I told her in this calm, low voice, which I hardly recognised, to ignore me and start climbing over the fence. She did this while the dog took an exploratory nip at my ankle. He then gave my ankle another longer nip as I went clambering after Ruth, after which, Ruth was all over me, gushing. Oh, Will, are you all right? Are you sure? Oh, you were so brave. I felt just like one of those knights of old after they rescued the beautiful young damsel from the jaws of the two-headed monster. Suddenly, all around us came this whooping and cheering. Even the dogs started howling. Happy New Year, darling, whispered Ruth. We kissed while over our heads these fireworks exploded, and then Ruth whispered, Ask me that question again. What question? I started. But then I realised all right, and said, Ruth, are you my girlfriend now? She smiled and whispered down my ear, I sure am. After which that infernal mobile came to life again and we had to run all the way to Ruth's house. There wasn't time for a goodbye kiss with her dad looming up in the doorway, but not even he could spoil tonight. And that's everything that's happened so far. I've always wanted to keep a diary, you know, but I thought I'd wait until something really major happened to me. And now at last it has. It's exciting feels as if I'm starting an adventure, but just a bit scary too. Back soon. 1.15am. Back already, because 
I know something's worrying you. You think I've got Ruth on the rebound, don't you? Well, you're right, I have. And yes, I'd have preferred it if she'd popped up tonight because she couldn't bear another moment away from my hunky presence. But the way I see it is this. There's a space free in Ruth's heart right now, and so I've shot right into it. 2.15am. Back again. Because I can't sleep and... Well, I'm going to put loads of personal stuff in this diary, so there's something you should know about me. Until tonight, I've never had a girlfriend. I've had a few fumbles with girls at parties and stuff like that, and girls always seem pleased to see me, but none of them thinks of me as boyfriend material. I'm not really sure why. When the wind is in the right direction, I'm not too bad looking. But I've got a young face, and I'm so skinny I look like a piece of scaffolding. In fact, I... But let's not dwell on that. What matters is that a few girls, like Ruth, can see beyond the surface. They notice things like personality, and that's where I think I can pick up some points. But I know I've got to move fast. 9.05am. Just called Ruth. Woke her up, actually to confirm details of our first date. It'll commence tomorrow night, outside the cinema at seven o'clock. She asked me if I'd saved any more people from mad dogs. <laughs> it's great that we faced danger together last night. I think it's made her see me in a whole new light. 7pm. Told my mum I'd be hitting the dating scene tomorrow. She couldn't have looked more astonished if I'd told her the Martians were landing. This has happened very suddenly. Also, rang Barney with my news. He sneezed twice and croaked. A double-fit girl like Ruth going out with you? You've got to be joking. He was very pleased for me, though. He said, I feel really buzzed about this. Chapter 2. Hitting the Dating Scene Friday the 2nd of January, 5pm Filled to the brim with advice about my date from Mum. I suspect this is because she hasn't currently got a love life of her own, so she's getting over-interested in mine. She told me, make sure your shoes are clean, as girls always notice shoes first. That can't be right. Girls don't begin dates by peering at your feet, do they? Clean my shoes just in case, though. Mum then told me to let Ruth choose which film we see. I would have done that anyway and make sure I pay for everything, and not get all carried away as I do sometimes, or so she reckons anyway. Barney called with advice too. First off, he reminded me to take some peppermints to keep my breath fresh for the kissing. Then he went on. One other thing, mate. I just thought I'd mention. When you talk to girls, you wobble your head a bit. Do I really? Afraid so? I knew this comment was well meant, so I said, thanks for letting me know. I'll try and keep my head under control tonight. 6pm. Just cleaned my teeth and flossed them too. I'm very breath aware. I'm wearing a blue shirt that Ruth once said she liked and new jeans. Only my hair to sort out now. 6.45pm. I'm outside the cinema. Barney said, as I'd known Ruth for centuries, this would feel like our tenth date together. Actually, it doesn't. But then, I'm trying to rebrand myself as her boyfriend now. To help this process along, 
I thought I might throw in a chat-up line that Barney told me. Here it is. I was going to wait until the end of the day to kiss you, but you're just so beautiful, I don't think I can. I've written it down on a card just in case my brain falls out tonight. 6.50pm My hands are very clammy, so I keep having to wipe them on my jeans as I don't want to touch Ruth with sweaty hands. 6.55pm My mouth's gone all dry. 7.02pm Spotted Ruth getting out of a car. Our date is about to commence. 10.55pm when I first saw Ruth, a little shiver of excitement ran through me. She had lots of purple eyeshadow on, and she painted her nails just for me. She smiled nervously, and, would you believe, her eyes did glance quickly down at my feet. She said, Us going out like this feels a bit weird, doesn't it? But good weird, I croaked. My throat was still extremely dry. Oh yes, she said quickly, definitely good weird. I bought the tickets and two massive tubs of popcorn. We settled near the back. Mum had told me not to talk about myself and be sure to ask Ruth lots of questions. But I also wanted Ruth to feel I was asking them not as her friend anymore, but as her boyfriend. So every time I asked something, I gave her what I hoped was a sexy smile. Remember to keep tight control of my head too. Once the film began, I placed my arm along the back of the seat. After a few more minutes, I let it drop down onto Ruth's shoulder. Oh, I thought someone was trying to nick my popcorn, she whispered, grinning. Then she snuggled down next to me. I waited a few minutes before...